Welcome to the She's Marked Podcast. I'm Hannah, a singer, writer, speaker, podcaster, and certified biblical counselor. I'm honored to be your host along this journey to stronger faith, holiness, emotional restoration and healing, and deliverance for the millennial woman. Join me as we press toward unpacking the heavy luggage of our hearts in pursuit of a life that is distinct, set apart, and built on the practical foundation of God's truth. She is walking in power. She's walking in freedom. Without a doubt, all will know that she's marked. It's great to be back with you all today. My name is Hannah. I am the host of the She's Mark podcast. And today we are going to be talking to mothers. We are going to be actually talking about the village. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with the proverb that says it takes a village to raise a child. And as we take it to scripture, there are many scriptures that talk about the power and the blessing in unity, in working together, in using our gifts to serve one another, to edify one another, to uplift one another. I always think of the scripture in Ecclesiastes Chapter four, verse nine, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. There are actually several other verses that really just speak to the power of um, however you want to term it, teamwork or the body coming together or people coming together in numbers. And so we know that God has laid out a uh, a strategy. He has laid out a framework in how we are to move as humans in our relationship. We're definitely not meant to be alone. When God made Adam, he saw him and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So I'll make a helper suitable for him. And out of that blessed situation, that blessed creation came the first marriage between Adam and Eve, a husband and a wife. And so that is not the only um that's not the only human relationship that brings forth help and support and companionship but as we come together even in the body of Christ the bible says be sure not to forsake the assembling of yourselves there is power in number i also think of some of the other benefits of numbers there is protection in numbers. There is safety, not only in physical protection, but there's safety even in just counsel. There is support. And that's going to be the main thing that I'm going to be highlighting today. So you might have noticed in today's title, it says Motherhood Edition. Before we dig into the topic, I just want to highlight this wonderful time of year here in the marked world, we are preparing for the For the Moms annual blog series. And so I just want to quickly talk about the heart of For the Moms and what it is all about, especially if it's something that you're not familiar with. So For the Moms is an annual written blog series which aims to ignite and connect godly women in various stages of motherhood toward the revelation of their divinely given assignment and their impact as the gatekeepers of the home. 
for the moms was birthed in 2020. I was at work one night and I was really just trying to brainstorm what my next steps would be in terms of my writing, in terms of the blog. And so the idea came to me, talk to the moms. This is a particular group that I've had such a passion and sensitivity for since I became a mom back in 2012. Nothing could have prepared me for becoming a mom. And for a a short while, I was really jolted and jarred. And so I very much needed a village around me to help and support me. During that time when I had my first daughter, I was living in Virginia. So I was far away from my biological family. But I remember the week that I was scheduled to give birth, my mom took two weeks off of work and she came down to help me. And thankfully, I went into labor the day after she came. So I really had her for the entire two weeks. And also I had a wonderful village, uh, friends who had become family that really supported me. And I don't know what I would have done without their help, without the help of my mom. I really needed that village, especially during that time. And so I had a real sensitivity for new mothers, just being able to provide a support net for them. And so anyways, fast forward to 2020, um, I wanted to talk to moms. I wanted to talk to moms of all different ages and stages of life and of motherhood. And I wanted them to give their real life testimonies in an effort to encourage mothers who were just starting, who were understandably worn, or who had somehow lost their way It is so easy for mothers to struggle in silence and in isolation. It is so easy for them to just kind of carry all the burdens that they're carrying and not really look into themselves in terms of the help that they need, the support that they need, the community that they need. And so For the Moms is here for that purpose, to create community, to create encouragement and support. The testimonies throughout the years have just been so incredible. It has truly ignited my passion and my love for the Lord and seeing his faithfulness. It has increased my passion um, for just human connection, authentic human connection, not coming together to talk about our accomplishments and, and how wonderful we are, but to really talk about the times that we've been down in the trenches to show that we can relate to one another. Our struggles are relatable. We're not isolated in the things that we're going through. And so it has been beautiful to just hear how women have walked through the different valleys that they've walked through. And then more recently, I have taken a focus on For the Moms being a movement whose purpose and mission is to elevate Christ and conceptualize godly character in motherhood. So this is truly all about elevating the name of Jesus Christ, pointing to him and him alone as the source of our strength and the reason for our overcoming. And so For the Moms is going to be coming next month, during the month of May. I have several women lined up. I've just been so overtaken by their testimonies, testimonies of grief and loss, testimonies of being widows, testimonies of losing children, testimonies. I mean, I'm not going to go into all of it. I want to save some of the suspense for you all to be able to enjoy. That is going to again be taking place over on the Marked Life blog. If you have not already signed up to be on the email list, go ahead and do so. You can do that on the Marked Life blog website. I want you to have full access to all of the um, resources that I I send out. 
Not only do I send out updated blog posts and episodes here on the She's Mark podcast, but I send out a couple different things. Um, I'm actually working on being more consistent with it, but I do things such as the late night series, uh, which is a, a kind of a, a, an encouraging devotional, if you will, words of encouragement, especially for us in the late night hours when we find ourselves up and alone with our thoughts, up and alone with our inadequacies up and alone with many, many heavy things on our hearts and minds. The late night series, quick, short encouragements to speak to your heart and soul and to encourage you and remind you that you have the permission to rest in the love and comfort of the Savior. So anyways, there are other things that are going to be going out on the email list. So if you have not already subscribed, go ahead and do so. And if you have not already subscribed and left a review for the She's Mark podcast, what are you waiting for? I want to hear from you. I want to see how this show has been a benefit and a value to you. And with that, talking about value, we're about to start adding a little bit more value to you because as of next month, I'm going to start doing guest features here on the podcast. I have three lovely mothers lined up and ready to share with you guys during the month of May. You heard me correctly. You're going to be getting three episodes next month with guest features of actual women who are going to be a part of the For the Moms annual blog series. My goodness, that was wordy, wasn't it? (laughs) So anyways, get on the email subscription list so that you don't miss a thing and you all have much to look forward to with those upcoming episodes. So let's talk about this village. I was doing some research and I came across an article from a website that is called Mother Lee and it's literally mother.ly. So that's the website. Now I haven't fully vetted this website. I kind of did a general search and I didn't see anything too, too crazy, but I In sharing the article that I'm going to be sharing with you all, I in no way am saying that I support this site or its creators or anything like that. I'm not saying that I fully align with all of their beliefs, but as I read this particular article that I'm going to be kind of basing today's episode on, I wanted to share I wanted to share what I found in this article. So one thing I did see with Motherly, this particular website, is that one of the staple things that they do is they do an annual motherhood survey. And it seems to be pretty popular and widely participated in. They usually get roughly about 20,000 mothers a year. They do have some critical acclaim. They have a lot of specialists and experts on their board of directors and advisors. So they seem to be pretty notable. And as I was reading into this survey, I then found this particular article that I'm going to be reading from today about villages. And the title of this article is In the Absence of the Village, Mothers Struggle Most. And so I want to read some of these bullet points that were noted in this article regarding what happens to mothers in the absence of a village I want to do that in light of the coming annual blog series that I just mentioned for the moms. For the moms, at the heart of it is the desire to create community, for women to know that they're not alone. And we're going to hear in just a moment the impact of mothers being alone and not having villages, especially the way that they used to and the impact that that has. So I read, um, in the absence of the village... Enormous pressure is put on parents 
as we try to make up for what entire communities used to provide. Our priorities become distorted and unclear as we attempt to meet so many conflicting needs at once. We're forced to create our tribes during seasons of our life when we have the least time and energy to do so. Our children's natural way of being is compromised as most neighborhoods and communities no longer contain packs of roaming children with whom they can explore, create, and nurture their curiosity. We run around like crazy trying to make up for the interaction, stimulation, and learning opportunities that were once within walking distance. Depression and anxiety skyrocket, particularly during seasons of our lives when we instinctively know we need more support than ever, but don't have the energy to find it. We feel disempowered by the many responsibilities and pressures we're trying so hard to keep up with. We spend money we don't have on things we don't need in an attempt to fill the voids we feel. We rely heavily on social media for a sense of connection, which often leads us to feel even more isolated and inadequate. We feel lonely and unseen, even when we're surrounded by people. Our partnerships are heavily burdened by the needs that used to be spread among communities and our expectations of loved ones increase to unrealistic levels. We feel guilty for just about everything, not wanting or having time to be our children's primary playmates, not working enough or working too much, allowing too much screen time in order to keep up with our million perceived responsibilities, etc. Joy, lightness, and fun feel hard to access. We think we're supposed to be independent and feel ashamed of our need for others. We make decisions that don't reflect our values, but our deeply unmet needs. End quote. So those are just a few of the bullet points that I read. There were some that I left out, but those were the main ones that stood out to me. Some of which I have found to be a struggle in my own life at one point or another as a mom. And I would ask you, can you relate to any of those? If you are a mother, can you relate to any of those? What have been the challenges for you in a village? Do you find that you feel strained? Do you feel overstimulated, dysregulated? Um, do you find that you struggle in your spiritual walk? Do you struggle to spend time with the Lord or to focus on the Lord? Another quote from this article that I wanted to share that I think spoke so heavily, it says, in the absence of the village, we're disadvantaged like never before. We may have more freedoms than our foremothers, but our burden remains disproportionately, oppressively heavy. I know that there are many, many societal factors. One, for example, being that women are now in many cases, the primary breadwinner. Because of the high cost of living, women are required to go out and work. And even aside from that, they desire. We have a desire to work and be industrious. We have the demands of the home for those of us who are home. The demands of running a home and caring for children. Many of us are caring for many little children. And so we can be stretched extremely thin. So I would urge you to explore your circles. Are you struggling to find support because maybe you live far away from support? Maybe you're in a new environment where you haven't yet built those connections. Are you struggling because you haven't really opened up and said, I need help? Is that something that you feel ashamed of? Is that something that makes you feel weak? Is it something that 
you feel you don't really have reliable quality people with integrity who can help you. Perhaps maybe you can seek out different ways to get involved, maybe through play groups, maybe through your local church. If you haven't found a local church, maybe you can put that on your list of goals to complete in the next 30 days. You can begin to pray about that and seek out a church home. And for those of you who are wondering, how can I support the mothers around me? Or if you're a mother and you're looking for ways to support other mom friends, here are some helpful things that you can keep in mind and that you can implement. You can reach out and ask a mom how she's doing. Sometimes something so simple as showing interest in someone else can make such a difference in that person's day. Offer to bring her a meal. And I say offer because not everybody may want help in that way, but that might be something that is helpful to someone. Offer to watch the children. Offer to babysit. If you have a talent or a skill, maybe you can offer it as a service. Maybe you teach an instrument. Maybe you know a foreign language. You can offer to teach those talents. Pray for her. If nothing else, pray for her. And and not just privately, it means everything to pray with someone so that they can hear you. They can be encouraged by your petitions for them. Another thing you can consider is giving a mom her space to cancel or not be available. Giving moms space to cancel or not be available without judgment or without pulling away or without misinterpreting it to mean something more or it to be offensive in some way. Sometimes just the understanding that, okay, I know that your days are long. I know that you're in a lot of demand. And I know that sometimes just the effort of having to get out, get the kids ready, come to another event, come to some social gathering is a lot in and of itself. Just the thought of it can be very draining. I know that can be draining in my life as much as I want to be involved consistently and frequently, it's it can be very exhausting, especially on some days. And it's like, okay, I'm sorry, I can't make it to that. Okay, I'm not going to come out this time. And, and over time, some people may be very understanding of that. And then some people not so much. It may seem like you're withdrawn or you're isolating or you, you know, you don't want to be around people. And half the time it's like, it's, that's not even the case. It's, there is a, an enormous amount of energy that goes into even having to get myself ready or my kids ready, or I may just mentally not be there that day. And so offering the space and the grace for a mom to be able to cancel or not be available without judgment means so much. It's priceless. Another thing you can do, encourage her verbally. Offer words of affirmation. Offer words of encouragement. Cheer her on in her journey. Many a times moms get to a place where they question, am I failing? Okay, I, I messed up. I made a mistake with my child. I, I yelled more than I should have. I, I was harsh. I was not available. I was not present okay, I, I I don't know that I'm giving enough or I feel like I can't do this. Encourage her verbally. Life is a race and our different roles in lives are different races that we get through one step at a time. Encourage her verbally. That means so much. Validate. It means so much. Share events and programs and resources that you come by. Now, 
I know that just a few moments ago, I said to be able to give moms the space to cancel or not be available, giving her that grace. But what I what I don't mean by that statement is to not involve or include her. You know, if you come by an event or an activity, you may see it posted somewhere and you think she would be a good fit. Invite her. If you're having a gathering, still send out the invitation. Let her know that she's thought of. Let her know that you desire her company, her presence, and then give the grace if she can't be available. But definitely include her in that. Share things that she might not otherwise see because she is in the trenches of motherhood and caring for her children. And another thing that you can do is refrain from being critical or judgmental. You don't know what anyone is going through or juggling at any given moment. You may see a mother presenting in a certain way, but you don't know the whole story. So be gracious, be thoughtful, be compassionate. Her house may not always be clean. Her car may not always be clean. She might not always have a smile on her face, but it might not mean that, you know, her her life is on the rocks. Let's refrain from passing judgments, rash judgments, or being critical. But let us offer compassion. And sometimes let's offer silence too. That means so much. If you all have enjoyed today's episode, I'd love to know what other things you all think are valuable. Moms, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email over at she's marked podcast at gmail.com. You can certainly leave a comment or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, or you can follow me on social media. I leave my links in the show notes so you can always access those and you can tell me what other things you might have on your mind. Moms, what are some of the things that you need? What are some of the ways that you need support? And what are some suggestions that you may have in helping other moms to form and solidify the villages that they have or that they desire to have? Ladies, I can't wait to connect with you all again next month right here on the She's Mark podcast. As I mentioned earlier, we have the treat of three special guests who will be joining me the first time ever that we'll be having guests here on the podcast. I'm so looking forward to it. And I'm so looking forward to connecting with you again. Until next time. That's it for today, but the journey continues. Visit she'smark.com for more episodes, to make a donation, or to check out the Mark Life blog. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, tell a friend, and consider leaving a review. Remember, the word tells us that many are called, but few are chosen. As you go through this week, remember to walk as children of light.